It's time for the Believer, Unbeliever, and In-Betweener podcast. Join in on the conversation as three friends discuss socially relevant topics in view of biblical truth, where scripture meets skepticism. Welcome your hosts, Stephanie, Michelle, and Cheryl. Hey everybody, welcome back for the Believer, Unbeliever, and In-Betweener podcast. Our episode today is going to be focused on self-identity. Identity came up a lot last time when we were talking about our uh, boundaries issue, because when we talk about boundaries, we then have to circle back to, well, what are we protecting? And then we get into the conversation about who are we? What is our identity? So we thought we'd take this episode today to talk to you about self-identity. And what is it? Who are you, basically, right? Who are you? Who, if, if Jane Smith is sitting in front of me and I want to say, who is Jane Smith? And have her tell me about her values and her habits and her beliefs and her interests and dreams and goals and personal principles. These are all the things that make up our identity. So yet a lot of us seem to have trouble you know, if someone asks you, what, is, what would you say your identity is? We tend to have trouble answering that. So we thought maybe we'd go around and try to figure that out today with all of you. So how about, uh, why don't we start with ourselves? Michelle, what do you think when I ask you that question? What's your identity? Okay, that's a good question. <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting because I, I, I re- recently started to feel like... Um, who am I? I mean, not that recently. I've always asked my question, like, who am I? I didn't know who I was. I always attached my identity to my family, to like, um, like what people do, self-worth, just like, um, I don't know, like things like that. Like, just like I would attach my identity to like my parents or, you know, being my sister's sister, you know, she's popular. So it's like, you know, oh, I'm her sister, you know, it's, but never about myself because I've always had such a self, I've had a negative self, um, mm. self-worth. I had, I was very insecure. Um, my identity has been all the negative like labels that were put on me. So if I had to um, think about myself, I would see myself as those labels. So it would be, you know, I was told I was, you know, stupid. Um, my mom called me retarded. Um, she, you know, like just negative things. Just everything I did was, was um, just not right, you know. And uh, just growing up, that's kind of what I saw, you know. And I was, so like my identity was always attached to the, the negative labels that were put on me. And, uh, and it was hard. And then growing up um, as an adult, you know, you kind of like forget those labels or you try to forget those labels and you forgive, you know, the people that put those on and, you, and, but the thing is that I attach my identity to my husband, I'm married, you know, so it's like, I attach that to him or I'm a mother. So I, I attach my identity to them, but so it's never really about me, who I am. Um, yeah. Sounds like it's all in relation to how others see you or what others want you to be, but it's not who you are. Right. And then what I do too, it's always been like, what, you know, like I, I, 
had a lot of jobs, you know, and it's like, I always attach my identity to what I did. And if I had a crappy job, then I felt like I was um, a crappy person. I felt like I was not good enough. You know, if I had a good job, something that was impressive, then, okay, then I, I'm something, you know, I could, I'm, I, somebody could be impressed with me. It was always about that. It was always about exterior things, like what I did, who I was related to, um, things like that. Um, but, you know, then I became a Christ follower and, you know, the Bible says that, you know, you are a new creation, you're born again, you, you know, you are the child of, of the King. So I try to, um, get that in my head so that it could it reach my heart. Um, I know I've used that on occasions. Like if I've been out to eat with somebody or going out to dinner with a, another couple who are affluent, like you have a lot of money and, you know, they're successful people. I look down on myself and I feel self, self, you know, very self-conscious and I feel like I'm, I have nothing to contribute. I, you know, cause I don't know who I am. And uh, I have to remind myself that I am a child of the one true King um, you know, and I have to keep chanting that over and over again. <laughs> so, but then again, so wait, I'm, how is that? How is that? And how is I'm a child of God any different from I'm a wife? It's I, just you know, identifying next to somebody else, right? Right. <laughs> I guess I, yeah, if you think of it like that, it's true. I am, I'm putting my identity on the Lord. And, um, but I guess it's for me, it's, you know, it's an affluence, I guess. It is true. It's like, it's like, wow, you know, how would I, if I was like literally earthly, the child of a king, then I would be like this, you know. Plus Michelle, if I can, if I can jump in too, Michelle, yeah. to answer Cheryl's question a little bit is yeah. speaks to the eternal nature of who you are, right? So this world is temporal. It'll pass away. Your job will pass away belongings will pass away the role that you play on this in this uh, earth will pass away but being a child of god is eternal so even when you die that's like who you are regardless of what you um have now right, right. so i would say it's different so it kind of gives you like confidence or it gives me like it, you know, it, it encourages me. It's like the stuff here I, I, that I'm impressed with, the things that I'm attaching myself is stuff that is going to pass away. You know, I'm attaching my identity to my family, to my, you know, what I do. All that doesn't matter. So if I take that pressure off of me by saying, okay, it doesn't matter about the earthly things of the, my identity, and I just attach it to eternity, then that's where my, I feel more confident. I feel relieved. I feel like, okay, whew, you know, th that's more of relief, but I just need to really remind myself. It's a daily reminder. It's constant. I just have to continue to believe that and marinate on it and get that into my heart. Yeah, I guess that's it. Pass the mic <laughs> to you. <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. Why don't we have to answer that question? <laughs> so uh, how would you answer the question? Who am I? Well, you know, I always struggle with this one myself too, because why do I struggle with it? Um, not so much that I'm not um, in tune or self-aware. I think I just have trouble, like, how is the question supposed to be answered, right? Like, um, 
what are the things you're supposed to be listing? I think that's what gets me always stumped. You know, it's one of those deer in headlights questions for me. And I think it is for a lot of people. It's like, what am I supposed to say? As if there's some right answer, you know, but um, you, yeah, I, I wonder what, you know, what are the things I'm supposed to list? Because if it's not, you know, where I work or what I do or who I hang out with or, you know, what I like, if it's not those things, what am I supposed to say? Um, so, so I always get stuck on that. Right. And I know at the end of the day, it should just be a sentence, right. A, a, a kind of a, an elevator pitch, right. Here's who I am, you know, um, and it should be able to tell the other person, you know, a lot about you in just in a very few words. And maybe I just haven't created it yet. I don't know. I mean, Steph, do you have, do you have a, a sentence that you, that you can kind of spit out to everyone all the time that just always says who you are? I don't think I'm there yet. Yeah. So if, if, <laughs> if you guys have the question, how would, how would Stephanie answer? How would I answer? Who am I? I would answer that as I am a child of God. I am part of the body of Christ and I am an ambassador of Jesus Christ. That's who I am. And we're sisters. And we are sisters, sure, in Christ, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I pulled some information around identity that I thought we could maybe bang around a little bit, share with our listeners and just discuss among ourselves. Uh, and I'm pulling this from the book, Exposing the Rejection Mindset, because one of the things that the rejection mindset does is it erodes one's identity or confuses one's identity. Um, and so if you would permit me, I would love to share. Um, one of the things that the author mentions here is that identity is the father's job. So it is the father's job to tell you and show you who you are. Without the establishment of a proper identity, one will flounder back and forth in life without a steady rudder. And then he continues on saying, the majority of people on the planet have not experienced these blessings from their fathers. And Michelle, like you were saying, yeah. not only did you receive that, but you, you received negative. Yeah. Of, you, know, you were told that who you were was stupid and all the things that you mentioned, right? It was not enough. They have, was, yeah. Not enough, not enough. Mm -hmm. so was, yeah. uh, they have few to no memories of their father saying words like, I love you. He may have been a hard worker, but he was emotionally and spiritually passive in the home. This is the modern day plague that the world needs healing from. Yeah, amen. Which I think we can all uh, agree on. Um, the other thing he, he says here, which I found really insightful, is that identity security is best reinforced through verbal affirmation. So it's, re it's really important that, who, that we are told, especially by our fathers, mm -hmm. who we are. And if we don't receive that, we'll flounder in life in terms of yeah. who we think Especially if you're raised in a home 
yeah, that's uh, well, that that's, great. Great. that sure explains why it took me till my mid 40s to figure out anything about myself and how to and how to protect what what mm -hmm. I value and and uh, become who I want to be. <laughs> yeah. And um, he mentions how even Christ, when he was on earth, his identity was first affirmed in the Bible by his heavenly father when he was baptized, mm -hmm. when the father of heaven spoke and said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Right. So he was receiving his identity as a son of God which is why it's important for us as believers. We identify as we are the, the adopted sons and daughters of God. So God's saying, you are my son. You are my daughter mm -hmm. uh, in Christ and in whom I'm well pleased. So even Christ had that identity affirmed by his father uh, when he was mm -hmm. on earth. That yeah. First happening at his um, yeah. And then we also, uh, Peter asked, I'm sorry. Jesus asked Peter, who do you say I am? Remember? Remember uh -huh. that when Jesus asked Peter, who do you say I am? And then right. Peter affirmed through the power of the Holy Spirit, his identity again. He said, you know, you are the son of the most high. So he reaffirmed his identity again. So, yeah. the, you know, this kind of made me think and I said, okay, well, what happens for those of us who either didn't receive verbal affirmation from our fathers of who we are and who we are in God or, you know, or who, who we are in the eyes of God. But then, and then also how does one heal that father wound? Mm -hmm. If the father, like your father, Michelle, you know, was yeah. just over and over again, verbally abusive. Right. Mm -hmm. And what dawned on me was, well, for those of us who are Christian, you know, we have a heavenly father who through his word affirms our identity. So when, so going back to how would I answer that question? I answer that question biblically. Why? Because I I'm allowing my heavenly father to, to tell me who I am in his eyes, in God's eyes. And because the scriptures say that in Christ, I am now, I wasn't before, but I am now an adopted daughter of God. And I'm part of his body. And then I'm, a, I'm an ambassador for Jesus Christ on earth. So on earth, right here, right now, that's my identity. When I die in eternity, that's my identity. Whether I'm a mom, whether I'm a wife, whether, you know, what, you know regardless of what I'm doing, that's who I am. Now and forever. And I'm seeing this in a, in a totally different way, but, um, but it's making me think, um, one of the best ways to, uh, to help you shape your identity here on this earth anyway, you know, aside from faith, um, is to ask other people, and I'll, I'll share with you in a second why, I'm, why this came to my mind, but you can ask other people what, what they, how they see you, right? And what, what the strengths and attributes they have um, when they think of you. And kind of collect and see what that is. And I know the other day I, I, I had a woman tell me, you're such a powerful, powerful facilitator and, and gracious host uh, when you speak and things like that. And so I could say, hey, I'm a woman who knows how to do that, right? That could be an identity, right? That could be because it's a powerful, positive trait. And I can identify with that. 
and work right. with it. Right. So, you know what? I'm really good at um, helping other women. I, I, Stephanie, you use the word ambassador. I could say I'm an ambassador for women with codependence traits and, and helping them get back on, on their feet to self-leadership. Um, I can, I, I could totally identify with that. Sure. And I'm always I mean, going to talk, you know, earthly attributes in this, in this episode, of course. Sure. Yeah. Nice and um, if you guys want, I can share a couple um, tips that the author of this book gives for how we can build our identity. Maybe, maybe this can help too, yeah. right? Um, speaking to that question, Cheryl, that you were asking, how, how do we answer that question? What are we supposed to say? Um, let's take a look at some of these things. So he says, step number one is start breaking agreement with who you are not. Mm. So like Michelle listed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Number two, and this I think is going to be really powerful. This is what we were just talking about. It says disconnect your identity from your performance. Yeah. That's tough, right? Disconnect your identity from your performance. Hmm. Who you are is not based on your performance, he says. Mm-hmm. Because many people think their roles as being their identity. For example, they include being a spouse, a parent, whatever they do for work, and so on. Even though they represent areas of responsibility, they do not define your core identity. I think of identity as as self-esteem, self-concept, self-awareness, you know, it could even be who you are socially, you know, I am, you know, a symphony board member. I mean, the things that are happening on the planet. So, you know, where do we go with that? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I would say as long as it's not connected to performance. You know, goal, well, no, oh, no, but you still need goals, right? I am a person who wants, you know, who is working towards achieving such goal, right? So, and that's, of course, an earthly goal. Um, but then wouldn't it be something you're working towards achieving rather than your identity, right? Because you got to remember, who are you? It has to answer the question, who am I? True, but wouldn't it have something to do, like who you are would drive you towards uh, certain goals, right? I mean, not that the goal or achievement of it or the performance of it matters, but who you are would be why you do what you do, right? Yeah, and I think you're bringing up a really good point. That's right. That's, That's exactly right. Yeah, it's really the why you do it, right? Not not if you're great at it or anything, but who we believe we are is going to dominate our thoughts, our words, and our act and our behaviors. So who we believe we are is going to drive what we think, what we say, and what we do. Yeah. If I believe I'm a child of God and I'm an ambassador for Christ and that I'm reckoned and I reckon myself dead unto sin and alive unto God in Christ, I'm going to think, speak, and act according to the mind of Christ, which might be different for someone who doesn't have that identity. Who says, right. So, yeah, and then in the negative sense, if someone says, I am not worthy to be loved because my parents told me that growing up, and I'm not very attractive, and and I'm stupid, and and I and everything I do, I fail at, 
and that's driving that person's identity, then yes, that's going to affect the way they think, the way they speak, and the way they think. Yeah, that's part of why from the biblical perspective, yeah, yeah and, and I just want to plug this in too, that from a biblical perspective, that's why it's so key to know who, for those who are believers, you really have to get clear about who you are in Christ, because that's, what, that's what's really going to change your behavior and your thoughts and your words when you really get clear about who you are. If you don't know who you are, again, it goes back to a Christian can flounder in their identity just as much as an unbeliever can, because a lot of Christians don't know who they are in Christ. So I would say it goes, it's true for both sides of the fence, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, what always kind of trips me up is um, there, there's plenty of words you can say after this, you know, to start to end the statement, I am, you know, you can say, I am funny. I am friendly. I am athletic. You know, you could list all your great attributes, but that doesn't, that's not the same thing as like what you stand for. if you know what I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know exactly. Yeah, what I'm and you to know, say. It's hard to kind of get right. that. I am out, you know, like yeah, and, and what drives right. me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean th- that word I am is, is so important. Anything we, we say with the words I am and then blank, it, it speak to our identity on some level. And when you, you know, even when I was a new ager, that was something we, we were taught is, uh, I am statements, right? And then when you look at scripture, what does Jesus Christ call himself? He says, I am that I am. So he is the great I am. So isn't that interesting? Isn't it interesting that God mm. refers to himself as the great I am? Mm. I, I found that so fascinating, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, when we, when we kind of circle back identity to boundaries, um, you know, being able to say, I am a great person, or, you know, <laughs> I am cool, that doesn't help me, you know, enforce a boundary. But if I were to say, you know, I am a person who values my peace, or I am a person who doesn't argue, that, you know, or something very specific um, or, you know, I am a person yeah, like who, say, who does not tolerate such and such behavior, then a boundary is easier to yeah. enforce because it's yeah. because who you are is a person who doesn't do those things. Yeah. For me, yeah. I know I used to, when I go to wherever, I'm always looking to see what they think of me. Who do they think I am? It's always that way. It's like, I'm almost like, you know, what Jesus was saying, who do you think I am? I do that. Like when I'm around people, I, I'm a people pleaser. I want to make sure that they think I'm this great person. I want them to love me. I want them to, you know, like me. I want them to, you know, just, yeah, that's the validate main thing. Who you are. Right. I want them to validate me. To validate and, who and, you are. Right. So that, right. Exactly. So, you know, if I, yeah, when I meet somebody, it's, you know, that's where I struggle because I, I, I want them to see me as this great person, this, you know, however, you know, whatever I want them to think of me is what I want. Yeah, I want, I want to hear it from them. And you know what's so funny about that? Um, people pleasers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because people don't admire you because you're 
serving their every need, people mm-hmm. admire you because you're standing up for who you are. Mm-hmm. So they'll admire you more if you can say, you know what, I understand you, you know, want a sandwich right now, but I am not in a position to make you one right now because of X, Y, Z. And they'd probably inv- admire you more than if you just dropped what you were doing and made them a sandwich. So. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I, that's a big struggle of mine. I know that's really been a big, big struggle. Sticking up for myself and saying no, because I don't want them to, you know, think of me in a negative way. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's me with my identity issues. <laughs> And I do definitely struggle with that because I am, I am, I could say if, if who are you, I'd say, well, I'm a people pleaser. I guess that that's my identity right now is I'm a people pleaser because again, it, it is, it's, all, it's me wanting to be validated. And um, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I mean, that's exactly what I, what I'm, I struggle with today. So, I, the, he has some questions in the back here that I thought maybe yeah. we can all take a stab at answering. I think yeah. it will show the listeners like the different points of view mm-hmm. when, if we each take a stab at this. And, and let's try to keep mm-hmm. our answer brief. Okay, so he says, where did you get your identity from? Well, I'm my parents. So, Michelle, I say my parents. I mean, okay, so he, he's asking this in the present. So, like, whoever you identify as now, where did you get that from? Is it, it, are you saying that the identity you have now is still rooted in what your parents say about you? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah, because I'm still, I'm, still, um, I'm still a people pleaser. I still don't stick up for myself because when I would stick up for myself, you know, as a young kid, it, I, it backfired on me. I got yelled at, you know, like if I, if I was, you know, if I complained or didn't want to do something, I got yelled at. So yeah, it's, it didn't sticking up for myself or standing up for myself didn't work in my, for me. So I've always been a pushover. I've always been, you know, I need to, to please that person because they have to like me. So it's okay, been so tra- you would answer that question. Yeah. You get your identity from what your parents say is true about you. Right. I would say yes. And, and it's a struggle. Okay. So Cheryl, um, where do you get your identity from? I would say it's from all the lessons learned and all my experiences. So there's a lot of things that I've, you know, changed, changed teams or changed sides or, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not who I used to be because of lessons learned and because mm-hmm. of growth. And at the same time, there are things, there, there are great qualities I had in the past that I no longer do because I'm afraid to, or, you know, um, perhaps like, for example, I, I used to be much more of an extrovert and social. And now I'm, I, now I'm a little bit more, you know, hermit like, and, um, and I'm sure a lot of that is fear. Um, but, but this identity that I have shaped that have morphed into is definitely a product of all of the things that have, that I've experienced. Um, and I'm just trying to weed out the good from the, you know, the positive from the negative and toss out the negative because I realize more and more how they don't matter. Um, so I don't really identify or connect too much with those. 
Um, but yeah, I would, I would just say lessons, lessons learned. Okay. So, so Cheryl would say you get your identity from the experiences you've had and the lessons you've learned from those experiences. Mm -hmm. All right. I want to change my answer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, it's because this is, this is why I'm the in-betweener. Because this is why we're doing it. He's showing us who she is. Yes, I'm the in betweener. No, because, because I'm learning. Look I'm learning a little bit of that. Because <laughs> I am learning who, who I was before, just like Cheryl just said. You know, I'm learning now because I'm reading the Bible and I'm, I'm, I'm getting, you know, I have to daily, which I don't do it daily, but I have to daily say I am a child of God. So really who I am today really is I am a child of God. My identity is in, in Christ. And, and so that, so I need to push the old stuff that my parents have, you know, brainwashed me or instilled in my uh, conscience or whatever, um, I need to push that. That has to get out. And, and the more I learn this, it's going to take time. It took me 53 years of all that to, you know, because my parents are still alive and I love them. They're different today. They, they're not as negative as they, was, they were growing up. So that we have a definitely a different relationship today, but I still have to get that childhood stuff out and I have to put more of the new creation who I am today in. And it's going to take time. So that's why I'm kind of, I says why I say I'm an in-betweener because it's, it's still a growth process for me. It's not there yet, 100%. And that's it. So what you're speaking to is, is what he said here earlier about start breaking agreement with who yeah. you are not. So when yeah. I say that, that makes me think of that. That you're, yeah. you're beginning to break agreement with, with that old right message yeah. of who you were from your parents exactly the old message and it's not easy like i said it's a it's difficult it's not an easy thing to do you can't just snap your finger one day and be like okay everything that has been to- told to me or taught you know uh, you know is going to just disappear it's not going to disappear so yeah break those agreements that's what i have to do <clears throat> you Steph, answer that question Okay, so where does Stephanie, where do I get my identity from? I would say I get my identity from the word of God, the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so for me as an unbeliever, like, what does that mean? You know? Mm. <laughs> it, means that, um, it means actually number three on his list. <laughs> begin, begin documenting who God says you are. So, you know, step one is break agreement with who you are not. Disconnect your identity from your performance. So, so who does God say you are? God says that before we are in Christ, we are in Adam. And we are alive, uh, dead in our sins. Um, and that when we trust the gospel, we get baptized spiritually into the body of Christ and we become at that moment an adopted son or daughter of God. Um, we become a friend of God. We're reconciled into God at that point. We're, we're the enemies of God prior to that. 
I know people don't want to hear that, but that's what the Bible says. You're asking me the question, what does, what, what do the scriptures say that God says about that? Um, and, you know, the scriptures say that we are to reckon ourselves dead unto sin and alive unto God in Christ. And that we are to put on that new man because the Bible says you are now a new creature. The King James Bible calls it a creature. So this new creature that God is creating right now is the body of Christ. And that is a believer's identity. And so having the willingness to agree with God and say, you know what, I'm going to come into agreement with God. That's what fellowship with God is all about. It's, it's agreeing with what he says is true about you saying, you know what, maybe I don't know who I am outside of what God says about me and, and being able to, to, you know, to say, okay, God, if you say that I'm, I'm an enemy of you outside of Christ, then I'm going to believe that I'm going to trust that and that I need to be saved. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to believe that. I don't know if I met you yesterday, how do I decide if I want to hang out with you or not? Like who, what do you do? What are you up to? What do you like? Like what, you know, I would, again, say, I, would still, I would still feel like faith aside or religion aside, how would you tell, tell people like in a meeting or something who you are? <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> it depends. I mean, if, if someone hired me to, um, yeah, let's project. look at it that way. Like, a, like in an interview, so if, yeah, well, if you I'm sat down at an interview and the boss said, so tell me about Stephanie, you wouldn't be like, I'm a child of God. You would say something else. So what would, no, what would be that something that, else? That wouldn't be what he's really, he wouldn't really care about that because then I would, I would share my resume. <laughs> I would share my resume. I would say, no, these are okay, the but what if, well, no, your resume is what you do, right? But what if, what if the boss I mean, was, what a boss is not going to care about who, who I am. No, but no, let's work just hypothetically, hypothetically, they want to know, you know, what type of person you are outside of the office, right? (laughs) So then it's like, what would you say? If if you're asking me, if I was in an interview and someone said, um, okay, I see your resume, you clearly can do the job. Tell me more about who you are. I definitely would say, yeah, I would definitely say I'm a Christian. But w- is there anything else that you would say besides? Well, then I, then I can talk about the things that I'm interested in. Like, I love nature, things that I love. But again, I don't, pet, I don't know you, that that's- You rescue pets. You could talk about rescuing right. pets. I, I, I have a nonprofit dog rescue. Again, performance right. is what I do. I rescue dogs. Um, so then they can, they can learn more about what I do. I love to cook. These are things I love to do. I, again, I don't know that that's- It, it speaks to things I like. But I think but that's part happened. of your identity. Okay, but, but does, yeah, doesn't that I mean you identify think, as a person? I think, who, yeah, I think who, that would be considered an identity. Nature and, 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 and life, or you know what I mean? Like, wouldn't you, couldn't you identify with some of those things? I would definitely say yes. I don't, I don't think that, um, that it's to say that we, that part of who we are can't, include um things that we like it's just that things that you like may change your identity can change too i know my identity changed so i mean maybe that's something we have we have to say who we are can change sure you know i used to be a dancer i know i've seen 10 times already (laughs) i mean so you know 
I would have probably said, if you asked me 15 years ago or 20 years ago, who am I? I would say, I am a choreographer. That's how I always used to answer that question. Right. Who are you? I'm a choreographer. What I did. But that's how I identified myself. I mean, that, that really was, I identified myself by my talent, by my ability to choreograph. That's how I identified myself, by my talent. Sure. But again, if we go back to what he's saying here, number three, begin documenting who God says you are. That is a different point. Like, okay, so here's, here's his next question. He says, how would you answer who does God say you are? So Cheryl, how would you answer that question? Who does God say Cheryl is, in your opinion? Um, I, I'm really not sure how to answer that. Does this, I'm gonna trip over my tongue here. Um, when you- like what, what do you think? To guess like if you had a guess take a guess to that question it god still brings it still brings me back to you know god would tell me i'm a whole healthy worthy you know human being uh, you know okay uh, that's fair you know i mean okay. he loves me just the same way as he loves everyone else that's what he would tell me right okay so now michelle how would you answer that question and, and, and what do, what do, what do the scriptures say about Cheryl's answer? I mean, you're putting, you, 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 I, I'll tell you what the scripture says, but don't, <laughs> I'm not going to be the judge. No, um, <laughs> basically, you know, there's none worthy. No, not one. It says that in the Bible. So, you know, unless you are a, you know, you, if you, unless you believe the gospel message, you have to believe that Jesus, that you're a sinner you have to believe that Jesus came, he died for your sin, and he was buried and he rose again on the third day. You have to believe that, and now you'll be adopted, and, and God will see you as the child, and he loves you, you know, he loves you. Um, aside from that, he's not going to see you as that, you know, person. I'm not going to say he doesn't love you, because I, I'm, you know, God loves us all. He died for all of us, but... You know, a lot of people, you know, say I'm a good person because I did that before I was a Christ follower. I'm like, I'm a good person. I'm going to heaven. I, I don't do anything. I haven't murdered. I haven't done anything bad. I'm not a criminal. I do great things. I do great deeds. I'm a good person. So I should go to heaven. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that, you know, unless you believe the gospel message, then you're not a good person. God's not going to, you know, he's going to okay. judge you. So yeah, just so sounds, that sounds off topic to me. <laughs> well, well, I mean, well, it, it kind of really answers what it's showing. What it's showing is how you define God, right? right. That's what this is showing. Cheryl, Cheryl's God is not the God of the Bible. So Cheryl's mm -hmm. God says he loves her and she's good to go as is. She doesn't need Christ. Your mm -hmm. God, Michelle, and my God mm -hmm. right. is the God of the Bible who has a different opinion. So it really... How, how a person answers that question is mm -hmm. fundamentally going to be based on how they define God. Mm -hmm. Now, let's say an atheist. An atheist, you ask an atheist, who does God say you are? Do you want to know what an atheist is going to say? He doesn't have an opinion because he doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Right. 
you see how it, it drives to that, how do we define God? And I think that that's something that when we explore our identity, that's a question we all should ask ourselves. Who do we think God is if we even think there is a God? Do we even think we're, we're, we're able to even know that God? An agnostic would say no. You're not, you're not supposed to know. So, right. so the only difference between my answer, my answer, I said, um, he thinks I'm worthy just like everyone else. I, I, the, the correct answer is I'm unworthy just like everyone else. But what my, my point of that statement was whether it's worthy or unworthy, it just meant I'm the same as everyone else. That's all I meant. He loves us all, right? Or, or hates us all, yeah. whatever it is. Well, he loves us all, he loves us all, and he died for all of us. He loves us all, he, di he died for everyone. He is a child of God. That's the, that's the thing. Yes, Michelle is right that the Bible says that he, he loves us all and died for us all, and we're all the same in his eyes prior to being in Christ, that we're all sinners, mm -hmm. worthy, you know, wrath of God abideth on us, on all of us, prior to being in the body of Christ, when you're in the body of Christ, that, that no longer becomes true. So right. how a person defines God is going to fundamentally define how they shape their identity. Sure. Who does God say you are, Michelle? Oh, okay. in your opinion, right? In my, well, in my opinion, um, yeah, God says that I'm his child and he's adopted me into his, um, into his fold, into his church. So, okay. God. so same question, same. Yeah. Okay. And I, and not to waste more time, I, I'd have the same answer. Okay. So let me just rattle off a couple other points here. He says, uh, get around people who are growing in who they are. So that's another tip that he gives us is to get around people who, who do know who they are and have a strong sense of identity that by doing that, um, and, and people who can affirm your identity back to you. So getting around people who can affirm who you are verbally back to you. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's why I call you daily. <laughs> <laughs> who am I, Stephanie? Remind me. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... Um, a, lo a lot of identity books will tell you to, you know, grab 10 people you know and have them tell you Ooh. who they think you are. Oh, can and we do that? Can we kind do of that? look at a, 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 you know, get an assessment of, and of course, but you, the, the difference is you want to take the, uh, you know, the positive attribute, attributes, not the negative ones. <laughs> Can you, can, can someone says you are controlling <laughs> you might want to change that again i think here's the danger of that i mean uh, who asked that michelle you said oh can we all go around and 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 like cheryl said you're gonna you're gonna want to you know take the good stuff and not really want to hear the bad stuff uh but again how a person sees you is also going to be based on their belief systems everyone has a filter so you got to be careful who you're asking too, because, you know, we want to make sure that we're asking people who we believe have a lens by which they can really see us for who we truly are. Because, you know, well, yeah, that's key. You can't ask a narcissist how they feel about you and, and have them tell you you're an in, insignificant object. You don't want to take their opinion. 
So. Right. And so, you know, we can all have different answers, you know, Michelle, the, to your point, if we go around and yeah. you can ask 10 people in your life, who do you say I am? And you're going to get some good feedback. You're going to get some truthful feedback. Yeah. You're going to get some feedback that's a bunch of lies. Probably just right. out, you know? <laughs> and then it goes back to what do you use as your yardstick to measure truth? Because, you know, it's what, what's that saying? You know, it's kind of, yeah, everybody has an opinion, right? So if you're just asking someone's opinion, well, who, do, who do you say I am? I mean, you're going to get hundreds of answers to that. So this makes me think that identity can be kind of defined as, you know, of course, not so much what you do or who you're with, mm -hmm. or, um, you know, what your hobby is or what you like, but, mm -hmm. but the, the identity is the thing that drives you towards those things, I would say. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I think you know, it's definitely the relationships you have with others, the, the things you spend your day doing, the mm -hmm. you know your job, your hobby, your this, your that, your activities. Um, it's not you are not those things, but but the thing that drives you towards those things is is a way to figure out what your identity is. Does that make sense? Yeah, because it's like identity makes me think of what we identify with. Um, sure. And it, it, you're kind of bringing up the point that I was going to ask Michelle earlier was, um, as she was talking, I'm thinking of people who like they lose their jobs and then they lose their identity or they lose all their money and then they lose their identity. Yeah. You know, and, or. Because people do identify with stuff uh -huh. or with jobs or with, yeah, yeah. certainly. Yeah, my their kids go to college, right? Their kids go to college and they're no longer a mother. And so now they're, they're depressed and they, they have, they more like you'll hear people say, I don't know who I am anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. You know, cause like we talk about what is our identity, but you know, we've all heard or maybe even experienced feeling like, well, I don't even know who I am. Right. People are which, just like, which is, which oh, is I've lost yeah, which is why we have to come up with ways of saying who, who I am regardless of those things. So if I lose my job or I lose my money or I lose my boyfriend, I still have to be able to say, yeah, but I am still blank and, and, blank. and gain comfort with myself because I am those things regardless of who or what is in my life, right? I would agree and with that because who 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 we identify with at our core, I would say has to be something that's not something that can be stripped away. That can be stripped away. Right. Um, yeah. Well, now who are Nobody you? can take it from me. Right. The dictionary definition of identity, it says the fact of being who or what a person or thing is, he knows the identity of the bomber. So the fact of being who or what you are, a close similarity or affinity to something is the other definition. A close similarity or affinity to identify with that, have a close, close affinity with. Well, yeah. you know what, for, some, for a listener that is struggling with their identity and is always 
you know, just doing what everybody else needs them to do and, and, and has poor boundaries because they don't really know what they need or who they are. Um, you know, how, how does that person learn to create a self that is worth protecting and that they feel worth, worth that it's worth protecting? I would say go back to the steps that we talked about, you know, break agreement with who they believe they are not. Mm. Disconnect identity from performance. And I would probably even add to that disconnect identity from what others say about you. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, unless you choose to agree with it, right? So well, they would, they they would have disconnect, but they would also then have to rebuild, right? So they'd have to build a positive more more um factual right so then right so then you know then that would go to you know maybe get around people that are strong in their identity and uh maybe have some conversations with them about that um sit with i would say to someone sit with yourself a little bit and just give some thought to different areas of your life and how would you define who you are in those different areas of your life. Um, I think you can also incorporate who do I want to be, right? Yeah. And then so that yep. so that you can start being that person you want to be, right? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know, and you're making me think. Uh, Paul mentions that in the scriptures. He says, "Imitate me as I imitate Christ." Right. Mm -hmm. To me, that would be like. An you know, right. Christ would be the example. And Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So yeah, I mean, fake, fake it till you make it. And then you become. But, <laughs> but the thing is, too, is you just got me thinking about it. You know, it's funny how you're saying that um, you could be anything you want to be. You know, that's messed up in the world today because people are like, I want to identify as what I'm not. Like, I'm a girl. I want to identify as a boy. I know this is a whole other topic, but I'm just, you know, we have to be careful. You're saying with. you want to? No, I'm else. saying the world and the world today, it's like, you know, identity is a problem because people, you know, I go to the doctor and I'm filling out a form and the form says, what sex are you, male, female, or other? What the heck is other? So when we get into identity, <laughs> it's like... You got it. What do you identify as? You can't just, you know, identify as whatever it is you want to be. I can't say that I want to be a soccer, a soccer ball. And now I'm a soccer ball. <laughs> That's a little unrealistic. Michelle, a person, yeah, a person can identify with whatever they want. It doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Right. right. Yeah. That's, That's, right? That's I mean, the if point I want to believe. You know, if I want to believe I'm a soccer ball, I can. <laughs> I won't get very far. <laughs> It may speak to some sort of you know, dysphoria that that individual has to work through, you know, um, like that guy who thinks he's Batman. He thinks his identity is Batman. Right? True. Well, that's true. He's and he truly identifies as Batman. So, yeah. yeah. And I mean, he can. He can check the box. And he's allowed to do that. <laughs> clearly, clearly he's not because the Joker beat him up. So clearly he's not. That's true. Yes. <laughs> Fine. No, but that's a good, uh, it speaks to the, the amount of confusion 
Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what you were saying earlier that it's almost like a, a plague, you know, who we are is something that a lot of us struggle with or have struggled with or do struggle with or are still struggling with, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's definitely something that everyone should take a hard look at. You know, if you think you're Batman, are you? If you think <laughs> you're born a man and you think you're a woman, well, really ask yourself, where's that mm-hmm. coming from? What belief, well, what kind of believing bucket, right? I mean, whether I believe I'm Batman or I believe I am the CEO of my company, I mean, they're all things, not, you know, they're all things that could go away or be untrue or whatever, right? <laughs> so, right, but I think there is something to knowing our identity and knowing the truth of our identity versus believing our identity is something that it actually is not. Yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. Right. Yeah. I could identify, as Michelle said, a soccer ball, but how far is that going to get me in life? Because it's not true. You know, <laughs> it's not true. So I think part of the, you know, when we're asking how, how does one go about forming an identity? That might be a question to ask, ask yourself, is what I believe is true about me true? And if I say yes, what standard am I measuring that against? Where am I getting my truth scale from, right? Is it because my parents told me this? Is it because my uh, teachers told me, is, told me this? Is this because this is what I see on TV and so I should be this because TV tells me I should be this? Like where, I, I think we should question that for ourselves. Like if yeah. we believe we are something, we should then go deeper with that question and say, why do I believe that's true? And where is that belief coming from? And is that belief rooted in truth? And then choose what you want to then agree with or not agree with. Our will comes in, our free will comes in. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of people who identify, you know, 100% authentically identify as only sort of an outside self. You know, this is what I want the world to see me as. and they be, they kind of, you know, cause they identify with putting on a false self. So, and that is who they are. So it's, so it is what it is. Right. And they're not going to question it or deep down, you know, dig into it. That is who they are. Right. So it is what it is. Or, who, or it's who they want people to think they are. Well, yeah, but I mean, then, then they identify with a sense of false self where the only thing that matters is what other people think or what other people see, right? Yeah. Because their identity and that, and at the core is getting my way, <laughs> right? Or whatever it is. Sure, that, like manipulation, that, right. that, that's the word that comes to mind when you say that, like a manipulator, you know, puts on one front with, but really has an agenda behind it, you know? Um, yeah. All right, All right guys. Uh, should we wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right. All right. Well, um, then let's just say goodbye to the listeners. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. We will be back with an, a new episode soon. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks, everybody. Bye.